0: It was not a national crisis of narcolepsy, nor a curious phenomenon of unexplainable proportions. But did you know that on the night of Wednesday, September 2nd, 1752, the inhabitants of Britain and its colonies around the world went to bed only to wake up 12 days later? I'm your host, Peter Zablaki, and this is History Shorts. not the first nor the last time any government, or in this case the British Parliament, passed an act that proved unpopular with its subjects, or at the least one that bewildered many. Prior to September 2, 1752, Britain and its colonies had been using a calendar invented by none other than Julius Caesar in 45 BC. The issue was that the Julian calendar did not perfectly align with the solar year, leading to a discrepancy that accumulated over centuries. The ancient calendar had 11 months of 30 or 31 days, and one month February had 28 days, which would be extended to 29 every fourth year. All things considered, this was pretty accurate as each year would only lose about 11 and a half minutes, but after almost 1800 years, the little losses amounted to a pretty sizable discrepancy and misalignment with the solar system. To address the Julian calendar's inaccuracies, many European nations such as France, Italy, Poland, Portugal, and Spain had transitioned to a new Gregorian calendar as far back as 1582. At the time, Pope Gregory VIII sought the expertise of astronomers and mathematicians including Christopher Clavius and Aloysius Lilus, to correct the errors in the existing calendar. The experts proposed adjustments to the leap year system to bring the calendar more in line with the typical year. The Gregorian calendar refined the leap year rule. Years divisible by 4 are leap years, except for years divisible by 100, but not by 400. This adjustment aimed to bring the average length of the year closer to the solar year. Another significant change was the shift of the start of the year from March 25th to January 1st. Pope Gregory VIII issued a PayPal bill titled the Inter Gravissimas on February 24, 1582, announcing the reform of the calendar with instructions of its implementation. To realign the calendar with the solar year, the reform required the omission of several days. The date, immediately following October 4, 1582, was hence declared as October fifteenth, skipping ten days, a direction that all European Catholic countries implemented without any complaint. Protestant countries, such as Britain with its vast colonies being the largest, resisted the new calendar, seeing it as a Catholic initiative. As another 150 years passed, Britain's calendar issues remained, finally prompting the Parliament to meet and discuss a solution. The Calendar Act of 1750, officially titled An Act for Regulating the Commencement of the Year, proposed a switch to the more accurate Gregorian calendar, with a date for the change scheduled for September of 1752. The Act specified that the change would be implemented by omitting 11 days from the calendar. Thus, the day following September 2nd, 1752, would be September 14th. By doing so, the calendar would now align with the seasons and astronomical events. The Act also addressed the commencement of the legal year. Before the change, the legal year in Britain started on March 25th. The act moved the commencement of the legal year to January 1st, aligning it with the calendar year. The choice of March 25th for the start of the legal year was associated with Lady Day and had both religious and historical significance. It was part of the medieval practice of considering this day as the beginning of the year for various legal and unofficial purposes. The change to January 1st aimed to streamline legal and fiscal processes by aligning them with the widely recognized calendar year in many other countries that Britain traded with. This alignment facilitated international interactions and trade by adopting a common starting point for legal and financial considerations. To ensure a smooth transition, the Act specified how interest calculations and financial transactions should be adjusted to accommodate the omitted days. The implementation of the big change was not as smooth as the Parliament had hoped for it to be. For one, it made the year 1751 shorter, lasting only 282 days from March 25th, still the new year in the Julian calendar, to December 31st. Instead of waiting for the new year to start the following March, the year 1752 began on January 1st. There was also the case of aligning the calendar to that of the rest of the Catholic Europe, which would cost the Britons even more lost days and nights in September of that year, 11 and 12 respectively. As perhaps expected, there were some protests and riots by people who misunderstood the change. They believed that the government had stolen 11 days of their lives. However, these reactions were relatively isolated. And it wasn't just the issue of the lost days. The people of the mostly Protestant Britain were genuinely unhappy about moving holy days, including Easter, to now better align with the Catholic dates. One particular individual, William Willett, did not mind the change. He wagered that he could dance non-stop for 11 days and 12 nights. With his bets made, he then proceeded to move joyfully through the village on the evening of September 2nd, 1752, and did not stop until the next morning. One might think all other nations would follow the calendar switch. That was not the case. Russia only switched after his Bolshevik revolution in 1918. Greece did so in 1923, and Turkey waited to be the last, officially, switching to the new system on January 1st, 1927. Interestingly enough, France briefly disregarded the Gregorian calendar during their revolution in 1793. Their new one kept the 12 30-day months, but abolished weeks altogether. Each month split into three 10-day cycles, with every 10th day being the day of rest. Unlike the switch in England, this one in France did not take and died with the revolution. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to check out History Shorts on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere you listen to your shows. You can also visit historyshortspodcast.com.